The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nas Podcast, a podcast by Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ, and we are expecting great things. My name's Joey. I'll be your host today. We're on the other side of the 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we've been diving into our current sermon series called Money Matters. Rob Paul is back in the studio with us to help us to see what the Bible says about stewardship and generosity and what God's calling us to, and it all starts right now. Happy Thursday, unless you're listening to this on any other day of the week, then happy whatever day that is. Happy day. Yeah, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. I was waiting for you to sing it. Okay. Hey, Rob's yeah, here, guys. I want people to come back and listen, so we won't do that. <laughs> well, hey, Rob's here, and we're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, yesterday on the podcast, if you listened, we um, you should check it out. Uh, we kind of looked at one of the recent sermons that we talked about with Money Matters, biblical stewardship, what it is, kind of the purpose of it, discovering that Jesus really talked more about money than anything in his ministry, and the Bible actually speaks about money uh, over two thousand times, uh, we've got some resources for if you want to if you want to look into that. But uh, we also we, today we want to look at another another parable that Jesus taught um, mm-hmm. about money, and one that might be a little confusing um, when yeah. we read it. And so um, what we're going to yeah. do is I'm going to read it um, because this is kind of like an audio book, and um, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, break it down. Yeah, and then we're gonna break it down. Rob's gonna break it down. All right. So this comes from Luke chapter 16, starting verse 1. This is what it says. Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and he asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My manager's taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do. When I lose my job here, people will, will welcome me into their house. So he called in each one of his master's debtors, and he asked first, How much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Then he asked the second, How much money do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, Take your bill, make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. And I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it's gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Whoever can be dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? If you've not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money heard all of this, and they were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. Okay, Rob, lay it out, man. Yeah, so it's an interesting story. And so it starts off with a wealthy guy who um, owns uh, probably something like a vineyard. But in the story, it's clear that he doesn't live there, right? So he owns property 
He has someone living there managing it for him, which would be his servant. Um, and and the, the servant was dishonest. And so what he was doing as he was um, charging people for things and paying the bills, he was upcharging them. This was a common practice back then because the servant who would charge other people would make the way that some, one of the ways they made money was by um, upcharging people and then skimming some off yeah, the top. Okay. And so this mm-hmm. is this is what he was doing, right? And the manager, the guy who owns the property finds out this guy is not managing my stuff well. Yeah. And so he calls him in and he says, look, I, I understand you're not managing my property well. You're being dishonest and you're going to lose your job. So this guy's like, oh, uh, that's bad news for me. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. And he even says, he's like, I'm an older guy and I, I can't dig ditches. I can't do the hard labor. I got to figure something out. And so in his in his scheming to figure out how to take care of himself because he knows he's about to lose his job, um, he calls in all the people who owed his master money, um, the money, that it, or it was whatever he had charged him, right, right? Right, And one of the things that was common back then is that they wouldn't necessarily pay in money, but they would pay in products or whatever. So the one guy comes in, he says, how much do you, do you, do you, owe, do you owe my master? And, and I think he said it was 800 gallons, Nine, yeah, 900, 900 gallons of olive oil. Mm-hmm. And so he comes in and he, and he reduces it. He goes, listen, I'm not going to charge you the full 900. My master, he probably would, but I'm not going to. I'm going to cut it down to whatever it was, like 400. 400. Mm-hmm. Um, so so what this guy's doing is he's making an ally, right? right? He's like, look, I know you really owe us 900, but I'm going to only charge you 400. Right. So he's doing two things. One, he's getting he's getting his master's bills paid. He's not making the skimming off the upcharge, but he's making some money back. Yeah. But he's making an ally. So like mm-hmm. this guy's like, oh, you're you're my friend. I owed you nine hundred, but you're only gonna make me four. Yeah. Pay four. So so he's he's gaining some friends here, right? Then he does it again with another guy. He calls in the guy and he owed his, owed him some uh, bushels of wheat, a thousand bushels mm-hmm, of wheat. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Well, take your bill and make it eight hundred. You don't have to pay me the full, full amount." So he's doing the same thing here. He's like getting some money for his master, but he's also making some friends, right? And so in the process, he's looking out for himself all all the way uh, around because he has to come up with his plan because he knows he's going to lose his job. And what's interesting about this? I mean, Jesus says some really good things afterwards, but. What's interesting is that Jesus commended this guy for his shrewdness. And if you're like a follower of Jesus, you're like, how is that commendable? You were yeah. upcharging people, and then you came in and you downsized it, and you're really doing it all so that you could make friends and that that when you don't have a job, you could go to these guys and say, remember what I did for yeah. you. I think there's probably a business word for that. I don't know what it is, but it can't be good. It's, it's right? called cults. <laughs> extortion or they something say, i don't know what it they is they say this was the price oh but this is all we're going to charge you right but we still spend 200 dollars there yeah uh, so yeah <laughs> so anyway it's it's interesting to me that jesus commended the guy and yeah. i think we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about that yeah so stay on the edge of your seats uh we're gonna take a quick break uh, pastor rob wants to kind of dig into this um that it's more than what might meet the eye so stick around One of the resources we want to let you in on as we are going through our sermon series, Money Matters, is a book by Randy Alcorn called The Treasured Principle, Unlocking the Secret of Joyful Giving. In the book, you'll hear the radical teaching of Jesus all about generosity. You can grab a copy in the lobby on Sundays or you can find it for yourself on Amazon. Hopefully, once you discover this secret, your life will never look the same. Each month, our church gathers for an intentional time of prayer. Ignite happens on the first Tuesday of every month. We begin with expectant worship and then move into a time of prayer led by Pastor Rob. 
February 7th is the next Ignite from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Plus, we've got programming for your kids. We'll see you here at Shepherd on February 7th for Ignite. All right, Pastor Rob, um, we've all been waiting patiently. Um, so, like, let's dig in and kind of see what's really happening here. Um, what can we really learn from this? It can't be as simple as um, be a bad person and then pretend to be a good person. Right. The lesson is to be dishonest to get ahead. Right. No, that's yeah, not that, it, right? Right. Uh, and that's what it seems like. So so Jesus commends the guy. And what Jesus commends the guy for is not his dishonesty because he was being dishonest. He was charging people more than he should have. Then he adjusted the bill and make himself look better and to make friends and everything. Mm-hmm. That's not how you do business, Right. But what Jesus was commending was that he took the opportunity to do something wise, right? Uh, so he was finding the good in a bad situation, which is really a good quality for us to develop. So he's facing this bad situation, and he's like, how can I do something good for my master? How can I do something good for myself? And it's that quality that Jesus was commending. And, and I think the guy knew, look, I can't go back and I can't undo what I did. I'm going to lose my job. Uh, I can't change the past. And that's true for all of us. No, none of us can go back and change the past. We can't change how we dealt with our finances or any, we can't change anything that we did in the past, yeah. but we can choose what's next. And I used to travel around and do school assemblies and we talked about sex and, and uh, we talked about that a lot in the assemblies, <laughs> but uh, we we're always talking about kids who like have done things in the past that they regretted yeah. and they wish that they didn't do. And And the truth is you can't go back and undo any of that. But you can make different choices today to choose a different ending for yourself. And it's the same with us with our finances. We can't undo what we've done, but we can choose what's next. And that's what this guy was doing. So the first thing that Jesus admonished is that he was using his opportunities wisely, right? He was he was uh, he stopped gouging people. He lowered the prices, which allowed him to get some money for his master, uh, which allowed him to get some money for himself as well. Uh, he was making allies, um, and and he was going to have some friends when he lost a job that maybe he would have a place to stay or or maybe yeah. a job or whatever. Um, so so there was that. And one of the spiritual implications of this, um, as I was studying, is that that um, the way that we spend our money now can have eternal impact. Like he was spending his money in a certain way to provide an impact for him later, but the way that we spend our money now and invest our money now can have eternal impact. And we should be shrewd and wise in our giving so that where we give and the way the way we give and where we give can have an eternal impact. And uh, one of the things that I read uh, as I was pre- you know kind of trying to dive into this story was um, the, uh, Warren Wearsby is a guy who said, he says, all of us should want to meet people in heaven who trusted Christ because we helped to pay the bill for the gospel witness around the world. So... Kind of like I think about we just did Faith Promise at the yeah. church where we're mm-hmm. giving money to missions. Like the money that you give to Faith Promise, we send on to missionaries uh, who are serving in other parts of the world, yeah. who are sharing the gospel with people that we'll never meet. But it could be that someday we'll be in heaven and meet somebody who's there because we help pay the salary of a missionary who was there telling them about Jesus. Yeah. And so it's like we get a we get a part in that, and it's a way for us to participate in those kind of things. And so it's using our the opportunities that we have wisely to invest uh, in in a wise way. Uh, I think that um, that's that's really important. Another thing I think that was interesting is that that Jesus was admonishing this guy to be faithful in the way that he used his material wealth. 
like you said at the end of the story, Jesus says, if you're faithful with a few things uh, and you prove yourself trustworthy, then why? Then I would entrust you with more things. Mm-hmm. And like if you entrust someone with something that not very much and they do a bad job with it, it would be foolish to entrust them with more, right? Yeah. So you don't want to do that. So so Jesus is saying that if if I entrust you with a few things, a small amount of things, and you do a good job with it, I'm going to entrust you with more things. And here's what's interesting. He's entrusting us with earthly wealth, but he's, he wants to entrust us with earthly wealth that, wealth that invests in, in eternity that can make an eternal difference. And so, so being faithful with those little things, uh, God will not commit his true riches to individuals or ministries that waste money and will not give an honest accounting to the people who have supported them. And so it's important for us to be honest. I, I remember I was talking to my girls uh, one time and when we were talking about we were they're little we were teaching them to tithe and so like so if you get a dollar in your allowance and you give 10 cents to the lord and you save some or whatever and both of them have said to to me and monica recently that they're grateful that we taught them how to do that when they didn't have very much money Mm -hmm. um because i think it was aubrey who said it's a lot easier to give a dime when i get a dollar than to give a hundred dollars when i get a thousand dollars but because she'd been giving that 10% yeah. when she was little, when she started getting a real paycheck that was not an allowance from her parents, but a real paycheck, it was much easier because that discipline had already been built in. Mm-hmm. She was faithful with the little things, and then yeah. God began to bless her with the bigger things as well. And I think that's important. The other thing I think is really important just to catch is that eternal wealth is far more valuable than worldly wealth. And so what we invest for the kingdom has eternal impact, mm-hmm. not, and it's never going to go away. It's going to be there forever, and we're going to be able to enjoy that as well. And so then finally, the last thing that I, th- I think is interesting is that the Lord admonished us to be wholly devoted to God and single-minded. And that's where he says at the very end, he says, no one can serve two masters. Either he will have either, either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And I think, you know, what Jesus is just basically saying is that both can't be first. Yeah. Like if, if I'm going to be... You know your savior, your lord, and your master who you serve, then serve me, and then then I will tell you how to deal with your finances. Or you can let your finances be your god, and then I won't be first, uh, and then you can just deal with the the consequences of putting other things first. Um, and so Jesus is really talking about the value of putting putting ourselves putting him first, uh, and then when he's first, he orders everything else in our lives rather than trying to put money first, ignoring what God says about it, and then expecting God's blessings in our life because yeah. we think we know better than Him. That's good. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, um, that's a lot for a small podcast, but I'm thankful for it. I think um, it's one of those things that— if He just you, gave me a really funny look when he said that, too. So, no. <laughs> uh, if you When you read that, it makes more sense. Then, then when I mean, because at first glance, if you don't dig into it and really understand why, it, it wouldn't make sense. So it's good. Yeah. Well, so what we've been doing the past couple of days today, yesterday was kind of opening up this uh, money matters portion of the podcast, and um, in the next few episodes, we're going to be inviting some friends from Shepherd to come talk to us about how how God has used um, generosity and stewardship in their life to um, to kind of turn things around. Um, and so we're going to hear some stories from people that are maybe be just like you that are listening um, that 
that have trusted God, um, and He has brought them from a place that they were to where He wants them to be. And so that's that's what we're going to be doing coming up. But today, that's going to take care of what we've got. So special yeah, let thanks. Me just, let me yeah. just throw in. I'm really excited about this. You're going to love these next episodes yeah. as we have people from our church who have just taken God at His word. They've been faithful to do what God has asked them to do. And then you're going to hear how God has been faithful to them. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, really cool stories. Yeah. So. so, hey, special thanks to Pastor Rob for hanging out with us, continuing to let us use his office um, until we find a better home for this podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you find your audio. Please leave us a nice five-star review. And don't forget, we've got an email. You can share your thoughts, your questions, or anything you'd like with us at podcast at shepnaz.org. You can learn more about what God is doing at Shepherd through our app, various social media pages, and of course, online at shepnaz.org. For Rob, I'm Joey. Have a nice day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.